Hello and welcome, folks, to another edition of RSF Radio. I'm your host, Joe Monday, and I have a very special guest today. Uh, you definitely know who he is, Majin Obama. What's good, man? How you doing, bro? I'm, it's early morning. I thought I would be groggier than I am, but uh, I'm good this morning. Um, a lot of time differences split between where we are right now. Uh, afternoon for you, early morning for me. Britt got me up early. He was jumping on my chest, licking yeah, my face. Look- a little bit later than after it's 9 p.m. for me, and I just got back from uh, from gym and on a run. Came back uh, watching some top eights go down right now. Actually, yeah, it's a busy weekend. It's yeah. busy year, brother. I mean, there's stuff yeah. going on every weekend for every game, man. That's kind of like some. At some point, I feel like that's a problem. Is that a problem that there's so much? Are you serious? Yeah, it's absolutely a problem, man. Like, <laughs> uh, it, uh, it, it's overload, man. It's like it's hard to follow storylines honestly and track so many games all at once it's like yeah i would i would say that i would say that's an issue um another one is just with the way that some of the competitive roadmaps that we have developed uh, through of course you know through cpt through twt through whatever right uh if it's kind of too long or if it, like it can there is such a thing as too much of a good thing right right so if there's something going on every weekend, or in some cases, if there's multiple events for the same stuff on the same weekend, like how can you concentrate, right? You, it would be, dude, yeah. And then, and then for for the players, right? That that's another thing too, man. If you know that a lot of people have kind of been pursuing that, you know, I want to be, I want to be, I want to qualify, I want to get on the, on the road, I want to be one of those guys traveling and trying to get in there. Yeah, you know, want to be on the what, tour for whatever game, mind you, right? Yeah. But I think a lot of them underestimate, like, man, for some of the players that are, let's say, you know, pro players who are, you know, signed to teams, stuff like that. Some of these schedules are brutal, man. Oh, really yeah. brutal. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, even just even not even for players sometimes, man. I t- So like this past weekend, they had an event, um, Master Cup and Master Cup Try that we streamed. Right. Mm-hmm. So I went there on I went there on Friday. I went to the venue. I probably left my apartment around noon, but I had to go get the equipment. I had to bring the equipment to the venue, then had to set up the stream and everything like that. By the time I was leaving on Friday, and I knew that Street Fighter League had happened that day, that they were filming for it in Japan, but I just, it, I didn't really, I wasn't thinking about it, right? Right. As I'm leaving the venue, Hamiko is walking in and he looks super tired. Yeah. And then I remembered, I was like, oh, man, so they did Street Fighter League film, filming today, and he had to come there for, for the Tekken tournament. So for Friday, oh, I was like, so I was, I was like, so what So what time did you get in? He was like, I mean, I, I showed up at their studio. It's it's um, it's it's in near like northern or eastern Tokyo, right? OK, he said I showed up there, there at 8 a.m. And he said I got out at like 8 p.m., 9 p.m., something like that. Then he had to go to the other side of town to the venue to get ready for the next day and the day after. And uh even though it's just you know commentary or just playing or just production i think for people that aren't if you haven't done it before or if you it's very easy to underestimate just mm-hmm. how much goes into a, just how, just how much goes into a single stream you watch to be honest with oh, you oh definitely there's a whole lot of obfuscate i don't know if it's like intentionally obfuscated about how much work goes into something like that but like there's there's a lot of effort put into this stuff and it's it's every week it's every day and a lot of these people also have like regular day jobs it's like that's the fucking grind 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, you're done with work for the week, and now you gotta now you gotta go set up, and now you gotta go do that. It's it's brutal, man. It really does. It really does get that way. And I'm not even. We're not even talking about just players, but oh, yeah. I guess that that's that's kind of my thing is the way that our events have kind of evolved over the years is there's so many moving parts that are not visible are not oh, definitely. Un, un, unless you have a trained eye, right? You would never know that there's this person working their ass off to make this. Uh, to make this stage light up the way it is, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, people who are, like, running just to grab, just to get people on stage at a large event is a, that's a fucking job. Like, yeah. <laughs> finding people to get I them. mean, you were, just, <laughs> you were just telling me you work radio. You know about this better than anybody, right? Oh, yeah, man. There's there's so much stuff that is, like, that goes unheard or stories untold, but... Anyway, let me let me reel it back. I've kind of we've kind of put the cart in front of the horse because we usually when I have people on the show, you've just started vamping, and I'm cool with that. That's cool, but I like to let people, you know, give their pitch like of what they've got going on where people can't avoid it. So yeah, dude, I'm gonna I'm warn you in advance with the way I am, especially right now. I just I told you I just went for a run. I got a protein shake in me. I'm I'm wide awake. It's 9 p.m. You gotta keep. You gotta you gotta you gotta rein me in. You gotta be. You're the you're the guy driving the, the, the carriage, right? No, you gotta, no, you gotta I'm gonna keep me alive. I'm gonna put my hooks into you, and you're gonna take yeah. me take me to the energy work because I'm this I ain't is, I got man I, I got a dog your, licking my face, and then like that's all I got. I just got this is your <laughs> this is your show, baby. This is your show. I, I, I'm 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 here for you. So talk. <laughs> all right, but no. So let's get all that stuff out of the way first. Uh, like, where can people find you? Like, what do you have going on? What do you want to pitch right up front so people can't avoid it at the end of the show? Uh, pitch? Yeah, man. Like what's what's what projects do you have going? Because you, you're working, you're a working man. Uh, I I'm I'm glad that you recognize it. If you if you want to say, I don't feel comfortable saying pitch. What do I have working on? I got a lot working on. But yeah. first, first what's and in foremost, what's man, in the pot? What's what you got uh, brewing? Well, I don't like to introduce myself as any one title because, especially with the way that it's gone for me, is I I've grown to be one of those guys who has many hats. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I realized that I'm kind of in the unique position where I, I, I kind of see a lot of things from a lot of different angles with how our overall community is and how the scene is in general. So the, I would always introduce myself. My name is Majin Obama. I play fighting games uh, because beyond all that other stuff, right? Beyond right. Uh, you running events, beyond you running a weekly, beyond production, beyond stream, all that stuff. And this is something I've noticed uh, with 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 some people i think you with people in our community especially in the past 10 years i've noticed a a a trend where some people kind of get get in too deep into how stuff some of the stuff is uh for me for me you all for you always have to bring it back to remembering why you fell in love with these games in the first place Hmm. right right playing the game and you wanted to win so for me no matter how frustrated i get because um with 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 this project or however tired i get with this i can always center myself by saying holy shit man these games are these games are cool like i just like i just love these games you can if you can bring it back to games and people because ultimately that's what got you started in this stuff right if you can always bring it back to that if you can always be pursuing something in a game, any game, it doesn't matter. If you can always find enjoyment in uh, having competition with your peers, in playing and growing through that, then you can always kind of center yourself with 
I think where the community is and, and with just how this how this stuff is. I think it's really important. Oh yeah, definitely. Like if you if you lose that passion, if the spirit of Marvel dies in you, you got you got to find it. Or if he gets ejected from the arena, you know, <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah, one way or the other, you know. Is but just is. To, just to talk a, l- a little bit about what I have going on right now. Obviously, right. I stream a lot, but uh, obviously, this is a, a Street Fighter based Reddit, and n- you don't you don't not have the, to not, talk and, about Street Fighter. And look, no, 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 hold on. Yeah, so not not the blow, blow smoke up your ass, but <laughs> I, I I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty. I, I think I'm pretty open about my feelings on Reddit in general. But oh, that yeah, said, it's trash. But that's that said. <laughs> that said, I think uh, our Street Fighter in particular right now is the one that's doing the most. I think for doing stuff and cultivating and reinvesting in our community. And for that reason, I'm I'm actually really grateful to people like you and uh, and your and your and the squad you work with, man. Because like the stuff y'all are doing to be able to get people out to events, uh, to promote content creators and stuff like that. That's very valuable. I think. Thank moving you. forward that, that's and something that's like the focus that whenever the the old mod team left and what was left over was basically like three people i was like let's just focus on things like community first that's like and everything everything else kind of doesn't matter like if we can push community then that's good even though reddit as a platform is like kind of bad for that in some ways so like whenever people say reddit is trash i'm like i agree but also we can we can try and do good with what we have and that's that's kind of where i'm at but yeah i i peep the attitude i peep it yeah. uh, the action the actions speak louder than words in that case but for me, maybe most people know that I run Fighting Tuesday, which is one of the biggest weekly gatherings at in Tokyo area. And we run, of course, we're an official Bandai Namco event as well. So we run all the Bandai Namco titles, Tekken, Dragon Ball, and Soul Calibur. Um, and running that weekly, we've been, I think, for what, coming up on 19, 20 months now? Um, that has given me a world of perspective on ground level event management, right? Uh, In in ways in particular. Man, where do I start? Uh, I mean, (laughs) the first is working, I would say working with developers. I would say putting yourself in the shoes of somebody who doesn't know anything or, you know, a a true new player, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Having to... having to address concerns over that while still maintaining a very competitive atmosphere and being able to cater to your advanced and intermediate level players, um, being able to juggle all that while also doing production and being able to cut content from it, being able to promote that as well. Because I mean, ultimately if, you know, if no, in this era, I think that's obviously something that just the relevance and importance of that just went through the roof right in the past 10 years mm-hmm. partially because of the way the digital leveled up around 2011 2012 is streaming and and broadcasting is just so huge for our game specifically mm-hmm. uh because you know we don't have the benefits that a lot of some of these other you know what if you want to call them esports games uh I hate that word, by the way. I can't stand saying esports. I can't stand it. Please don't make me say that word again. Please don't make me say it. You don't have to. I, I can, I'm gonna just say rank one titles, and you just just assume that's what I mean. Uh, but <laughs> we, okay, all right. That's that's, that's a good, interesting that's, way around. That's, it. that's 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 industry jargon, by the way. That's industry <laughs> jargon. But please don't make me say esports. Please, I hate saying it. I hate it. Yeah, you read but, that off a pitch deck somewhere <laughs> and went. You know what? We're going with that. <laughs> <laughs> but 
something that uh, that I had to think a lot more about was, yeah, specifically how to work with uh, de developers, how to cooperate rather, how to have compliance with what they want and mm -hmm. also still deliver on the community level. You know, obviously mm -hmm. Japan is an arcade-based community, right, traditionally. And even though I, I think for most of the older players here, especially, they can see the writing on the wall. You know, uh, these, I don't think arcades, I don't think arcades will be around maybe in, at least for fighting games. Right. I, I, I don't think they'll be around in five to 10 years, even here, to be I, honest with you. I think that there's something to that because it looks to me like, I don't know. They're just, they're not as packed with fighting games. They still have them, of course, but the focus has turned into different types of arcade games, at least in Japan. But, but then you'll also have places that are just like, here's like a small arcade that has a little bit of fighting games. But even then it's like, at least what I saw when I was in Japan, it was like not a lot. They weren't as packed as you might expect them to be. Well, for sure. And, and I guess what I'm getting at is one of the big reasons why is because of, I think, developer direction, right? The trend right now is, I mean, most devs, they're not even releasing their games for that platform anymore, you know? Or at least not not at first anyway. It's definitely lost a little bit yeah. of yeah. Kind of uh, nuts that like arcade edition. The game came out way before there was an arcade cabinet. And I was yeah. like, that's kind of fucked up. But all I mean, right, whatever. I mean, that's just. But the thing is, that's just one example of what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. You got to remember, like Dragon Ball, no arcade version. BB Tag came out on console before it had an arcade version. Then the arcade version is just awful, right? They're, they're just right. not even fun to play. And then Sam Show, same thing. KOF 14, same thing. It's there's a there's a consistent trend that's developing. Mm -hmm. And I think the moral here or like what the, the takeaway is, I think developers are kind of I mean, I think they're done with the platform. Me personally, that's what I think yeah. um, that might not be the case. Maybe not. I don't know. But I get that feeling. They don't uh, they're not prioritizing it anymore. Even mm -hmm. Tekken right now, you know, Tekken, they updated for season two, but season three just came out. I don't know or think there's any plans to update it, to be honest with you. Which says a lot. That's a, when your arcade legacy games are no longer arcade in arcades. Oh yeah, you know, Tekken's uh, a huge arcade le legacy game. That's like where people played Tekken. That's what I think of when I think arcades. Yeah, and I mean, uh, you know, Street Fighter is no different. Obviously, like you mentioned, uh, the arcade version in particular is a kind of uh, had a negative reception. I think just because of the, both the way netplay is and the way yeah, it, it, it feels. It's weird, right? It is yeah. weird going there and then being like, okay, I'm online. And then, like, sometimes the connections are good. Sometimes, sometimes. they're not. Sometimes it's they're not. It's inconsistent, though, right? And yeah, which is weird. And, you would think it would be better, but I don't know. But that's, no, that's a whole other side story. It That's a long conversation. It really is. Man. The cabinets, uh, though, I think are nice. Cabinets, so, hmm. So the cabinets, they look sick. They yeah. look sick. That's the thing. <laughs> the but, cabinets are but, nice. Like, they're, they're well-constructed, well-put together. Uh, it is kind of strange, though. Sometimes they'll have, like, here. this one has a... I, I came up on one that had a DualShock 3 attached to it, and I was like, well, that's fucking strange. Uh, but I guess that that's, like, arcade-specific of whatever they want to... Yeah, that's cab. Yeah, like there's some custom cabs too where you can do some cool stuff. Damn, and that's wild. and and to, to even go outside, it's just Street Fighter. Even the games that are in arcades, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I can tell you from experience, like Guilty Gear has that one frame of lag in the arcade version. That mm -hmm. when the arcade versions aren't even like the best version of the game to play, you know, that says a lot right. for the yeah. future direction. 
Yeah, that like reminds me of a couple of Evos ago where players were setting the where you yeah could the manual the, lag yeah, yeah the, the manual insert manual lag because it was what they were used to and then it's like okay well fucking whatever man live your yeah, best I mean, life I suppose I'm, yeah I'm gonna be honest with you I set that shit to zero every fucking time there's no way in hell I'm putting <laughs> intentionally input delay but yeah. <laughs> but that you know like there's a growing the point is like there's a growing trend to where that platform I think has lost. Uh, it obviously lost right. prominence, but I don't even think it'll be around in five to ten years. And for that, this for a lot of reasons. Consumption yeah. tax has risen here. Obviously, the rise of mobile games. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's just it's difficult for that for for that game type to have success now. I think. Uh, yeah, but and, then, like, so you're thinking there might be more of a focus on the local communities and working well, with developers on that. Well, yeah, specifically what what my uh, angle was. <laughs> Although arcades are – they're certainly on their way out. Uh, I still value and I love that environment mm -hmm. because you put a coin in and with something on the line, even if it's a, you know a dollar or you know however 90-something cents, whatever, there's – with something on the line, it you wouldn't think it – it's very difficult to explain, but it forces your attention – in a way that just kind of just grinding ranked on net play doesn't. Yeah. Uh, and then when you when you know that you're sitting face to face with from someone, right? There's another person on the si other side of the cabinet. You know, you can lose to them and go look at them and all weird and shit after, or you can beat them and then smile after. You know, you peek your head around the corner. Something. That whole experience is kind of lost off net play. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it becomes impersonal. You become yeah. detached from the competition itself. There was exactly. always that, like you could always tell the type of play that someone is coming from. If they were like an online warrior back in the day where it's like, okay, of course he would DP there because he has nothing to lose. Like mm -hmm. versus someone else who's like, why would he DP there? Because he has everything to lose, but it's just a different perspective on how you play and your relationship to the game. So that's all to say for for Fighting Tuesday. What that means is, my goal with that with that weekly is to create the kind of environment where we can take the best aspects from that arcade gaming experience, mm -hmm. without necessarily taking the bad parts, and be able to create an environment where people of all levels can come and play, and pursue their own adventures through these games. You know, whether that to be rise to the top of of the world or be able to beat their best friend. Um, I want an international setting where we can do that uh, for whatever game you want to do, right? Uh, that's something that I'm working on developing a little bit more. We, I, I got a lot of ideas on how to make it better, but for numbers and attendance, you know, our event does quite well, or the Bandai Namco titles has been doing really, really well. But also, you know, even for Street Fighter, man, at the same venue, you know, Mago does, does Street Fighter on Thursdays. And he has comparable numbers. Mm -hmm. The big struggle for Japan up until maybe I would say like a year and a half ago or two years ago, the big struggle for them was the lack of venues where people could go offline and play like that, that are not arcades. Hmm. Okay. In fact, that was something that was a big issue when Street Fighter V first released. If you remember... The, the reason why is because there was really in Tokyo, there was only like a couple places to really go play like that. Other than that, you had to go net play. And man, 
I mean, that play for Street Fighter Five year one was kind of rough, if you remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, even in places like Japan where the internet is good, yeah, it's, it's still, still rough. it's still rough. Like you still have like the way that the game is coded makes it bad. And uh, I, you, this this probably that's probably the part of the conversation you want to save for the Say Jam episode, right? <laughs> I would imagine. Nah, listen, we've talked we've talked about <laughs> how and specifically why the netcode is bad. Like I had um, do you know uh, weed? Uh, w Y D D on on Twitter, Loic. Yes, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I've had him on the show, and he we've gone we've ran through the gamut of reasons why the netcode is bad. It, we know it's bad. It's that's that is covered territory, my friend. Uh, but I, I digress. I digress. Let's get into the because you said something earlier. I think it's actually really interesting that a lot of people don't think about, but I see it all the time coming from like a community pers- perspective on things is how do you create a venue? How do you create a, a culture that cultivates good, strong players who know what they're doing, but also is receptive to new players because the seat, they have to sit at the same table, but you have to serve them different meals. It's totally different that way. Uh, what kind of issues are you running into at your venue with with that, or how do you see that? Oh, with that, that's never been. I don't think that's one of our issues. No? Uh, okay, it's a, cool. In fact, I mean the biggest the biggest thing about that is, and this is this goes for any weekly, this goes for any local, any event like that. Somebody has to put the event on. Somebody has to put the scene on their back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to, even, and, and even if it's if it's just like time. Maybe it's not place or resources. Well, time is a resource, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it depends. Somebody has to be willing to put that on their back, though. So for us, I mean, the cool thing is players are so motivated in in, in all regards. So you're saying it's about everyone has to sit at the same table, and that's true. The way you are, But the way you arrange the meals is a little bit different. So for us, for example, we have setups where only beginners play. And we have we run a tournament every week so that the advanced players can get their own level, they get their own competitive experience, right? Every week they get that rep in of what it's like to play in a tournament, whether they want to play a new character, experiment, you know, it's not so, so serious. Right. And then for the young play for the new players, they get also that experience, that same experience, right? The ability to just kind of sit down and feel what it's like to play with something on the line, right? I, if I lose this match, I'm, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of feeling. So... Well, let me. It's, so, so, so that to to so to add on to that. In addition to having just your free play set and your tournament, and your ability for anybody to sit down with anybody, but then also kind of arrange them based on levels. That's kind of common, I think, with the with the JP scene on offline setups, right? Mm-hmm. But the other thing is, we have community leaders that step up, and that's the and and look, Joe, this is super important. Like I said, somebody has to be willing to push stuff on their back. Oh yeah, time Jonah. Time. A, <sighs> Jonah is a local Tekken player. He's one of the. He's he's a really good Nina player, right? Okay. He comes to. He was coming to our event week in week out. Just he just wanted to grind. But he he said, "Hey man, um, well actually, I I approached him and I was like, hey man, uh, you know, you come in every week. Do you want to you want to set up a side stream or something like that? And we conversation developed from there. Now." He does a weekly beginner's training seminar. If you don't know anything about Tekken, you can go sit down with him and he'll teach you from level zero. Oh, shit. He'll sit That's down. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and the thing is, he's hype about it. He's excited to do it. You know, like, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, for Evo, I, people on my stream, they, 
they contributed to Putsuyosh, the nine-year-old kid that comes to our event. We sent him the Evo for Dragon Ball, and he uh, he did pretty well. He didn't do he didn't do too bad. <laughs> but I mean, just for an example, yeah, you know, the weekend after that, or the week after that, Siosh sat down with Jonah, and Jonah taught him how to play Noctis in thirty minutes. You know, just taught him a great basic combo. And that to me is where this has to go. I think top players. They, it's not that they owe anybody anything or anything like that. It's not that. It, but for the future and for cultivation of the scene, yeah. I think that more people have to step up. That's my thing. It's yeah, got it, to be a we thing. It's got to be a we. It, it has to. It's an investment of time and effort. Like, not even money. We're not talking about money here. This is just an investment back into growing the thing that you love because if people aren't going to put in the effort they just want to show up like fine that like that's fine you can do that i'm not judging you but i kind of am judging you right because like where does the fighting yeah. game community come from yeah. like yeah. what like that's, what are that's we? Why, people doing that's why I, hesitate, I hesitate to say like i hesitate to say like you owe it to to them I, right i hesitate to say that it's not so much that but it somebody's got to step up yeah. somebody has to you know what i mean yeah if, there has to be people in positions that are doing work right and that's for anything that's for anything in the scene you somebody has to step up mm -hmm. and I so mean, when you have players out here who traditionally mm -hmm. traditionally the way communities are here is they have the mentality of the rising tide raises all ships right that's kind of a big a big deal here with when it comes to like in-game strategy or uh, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, people are very open with information. Yeah. And so to be able to, to retain that kind of attitude, but bring it to an offline setting that isn't an arcade, while we still able to while we're still able to maintain that competitive arcade environment, that to me is like that's real that's I wanted to capture that. Right. Right. Because the thing is this, I think a lot of people get something like kind of misconstrued in in that you know, maybe I fetishize the arcade a little bit or, or something like that, right? Uh, but for me, that that environment is very special. But I'm not stupid. Not everything about that environment was perfect. Not everything about that environment is worth preserve, preserving. Hmm. So for me, it's about thinking about what was really special to me about when I used to play in them, be it in the United States, be it in Japan. When I used to play in them, what did I really value about that experience? Now, what 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 can we let go? You know, that stuff we can let go, man, I, I'm, I'm good on that. But the stuff that was the real meat of that experience, I want to preserve that. And I want kids like Tsuyosh. I want kids like the Shinobism kids that, that Momochi took under his wing, right? Mm -hmm. I want people in the future who are brave enough to challenge these games. Because I don't care what you play, man. These games are these games are rough, man. It, it, you know, St. James talking... I know St. James Crusade recently is like, they're not that hard. They're not, and he's right. But in the scope of 2019, they are hard because people now, man, I don't want to be one, sound like one of those jaded old guys, but I'm, I'm going to sound that way regardless. So whatever. Uh, but people now, man, are soft. It's really hard for you to sit down, look in the mirror. You have to look at your own reflection and be like, man, I suck. <laughs> that's, that's, I, let me phrase it to you another way. It's that Yo. it might not be that everyone's soft, but there are so many things out there that reward you for failure that fighting games don't fighting games do reward you for failure, but it's not obvious. Other things will show you, Oh, you failed, but look at the good things you did. Whereas yeah. fighting games are like, you failed, 
go fuck yourself. You lose a yeah. dollar. That's all. So, right? so that's sensation. That's sensation and that there's a built-in uh, delayed gratification yeah. there, right? Yeah, yeah. And it forces it forces the burden of responsibility on you to change, right? you know? It's that's, not obvious for fighting games. Yeah, it's not obvious. It's not obvious. And it's also not, I just think, not easy. It's not easy to sell that to, mm -hmm. you know, a 13-year-old kid on the street now when he could just go home and play Fortnite or he could just, you know... Yeah, spend three hundred dollars on gotcha games or some shit like that. You know, yeah, it's not. It's a hard sell. It's a hard sell. There's so many things out there where if you just wanna want that click of happiness, it's right there. Like yeah. you don't have to look for it. It's it's and it's free in a lot of cases. Whereas it's it is certainly not free when you talk about fighting games. But. So I don't mean to get overly corny when I say like brave enough to challenge the game, but I but I, I honestly believe that man. I think I think these games are brutal, and that's one reason why. You know, when you see young players willing to step up and willing to mm -hmm. to to step up to the stage and try to try to do something cool, try to do something amazing. Mm -hmm. I yeah, I mean that gets me, man. That gets me because I know how I know how easily they could have just been playing Fortnite or something. You know? Oh yeah. There was a um uh like for example, this year at Evo, uh we sponsored Maureen to go, one of the I players. I know. And uh, she, in her bracket, in her pools, she and, and yo, rightfully so too. She's she's good as hell. Oh hell yeah! Well, she's with UIU now, which is awesome. Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, I, I keep up. I keep up. I know. Uh, but which is like, I love that. Whenever like we sponsor a player and then they get actual sponsorship, I'm like, ah, shit's working. Uh, no, that's another story. But in her pools, uh, I think it was her second match or maybe her first. Uh, she was. She to be Dogura. No, no, no. That's not the person I want to talk about. I mean, she did, but I want to talk about the the player that she played. She she played an eight year old kid went oh, by the name okay, of cool. Eyes Eyes Cold, and I was behind her there. I was there to <laughs> cheer on. Name. So Eyes Cold. <laughs> eyes Cold, man. Uh, <laughs> he was he was cold. He was a cold dude. But like, he played Colleen. Who even play? though we no actually Akuma. He played, he picked oh, boom, boom. Someone told him to pick a top tier and he listened, uh, <laughs> but, which, you know, for better or worse. Uh, but like she's playing this eight year old and I'm there to support Maureen because we're sponsoring her. But that whole time, I'm like, let's go. Ice cold. Fuck her up. Let's go. <laughs> like anytime he connected a hit, I'm like, hell yeah. Just to like, you know, like that kid took that jump. He took that leap of faith to go to a large event and enter a large bracket like that, even at that young age. And you got to support kids like that. But anyway, I digress. In, 20, in 2019, it's rare, you know? And, yeah, and that's it why, I, it, I don't know. It, get, it, it, it makes me feel a certain way, man. It really does. But to touch on what you what you were talking about with her specific, specifically, and that's, I mentioned this earlier, something that I think is really cool. <clears throat> what, I re what, what I really value, man, is and uh I'll, I'll say this like I, I got to a point maybe a year or two ago where i was like you know what man i could see myself uh i can find a pattern here where i can make this work for myself you know mm -hmm. so after that i was like well aside from my personal from the goals that i want to achieve with the projects that i'm working on which there are a lot i've only talked about fighting tuesday and now but man if i if you get if you gave me the mic for like two hours i could go off on all the stuff i'm working <laughs> but uh the uh, the thing that I, I I said was, you know, I think I'm in a good place where I can just kind of dump all my effort into the projects that I want to make happen, and I'm and I'm in a, a place where I can this is stable for me, right? Right. So what what I thought to myself at that time was, 
I want to make it to where other people can have the opportunity to pursue themselves too in this. Right. Opportunities, that... man, in our scene, I feel like we don't, there aren't that many chances or there aren't that many just like golden opportunities, right? So like, the beautiful, so the beautiful thing for our community, and I'm talking about all fighting games, regard, but I mean, y'all, especially because y'all have really been about this. Y'all have probably been, the, I'd say the most, act, I mean, by far the most active Reddit on all for this, but it's the concept True. of giving people chances, giving people chances to prove themselves. Mm -hmm. That I think is so cool. And I, I, I want more of it. Like what Justin did, what what Punk and Justin and Knuckle do, the way they've been flying people out, you know, Justin's been, Justin's pretty much he's had lost soul on the payroll for two two three years. I mean, <laughs> what Sherry does, yeah, yeah, which oh god, her man, like that's a complete, that's some other stuff. I'm just talking about players right now, right? Just like talking about giving players chances. What Sherry's doing, to be honest with you, man, I have a I have kind of a chip on my shoulder, and I don't want to seem like I'm I'm uh I don't want to seem like a, a stan or anything like that, but. I think that project, as simple as it is, I think is so fucking cool. It's and like nobody and nobody else is doing anything like that. Do you know anybody else doing anything like that or thinking on that like a macro level like that? There's a clear problem. There's a clear problem there where our government is interfering with our ability to, to have fun and ball out, right? And for someone to say, you know what, let's do something that can at least make the obviously that's a bigger problem than us, right? Obviously, mm -hmm. that's a bigger issue than we can solve. But for somebody to take a look at that system and say, well, what are some ways I can make this a little bit more accessible or a little bit more easier to navigate? Create a system for that. Uh, man, I think it, it speaks volumes. That's incredible. And I think it's a really, it's a shame. I think it's a shame, man, that, like, you know, that you see this esports award shit, man. It happens every year, right? All this, yeah. this bullshit circle jerk shit with the same six, seven people. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's all it is is just shaking hands and business cards, right, man? It's, uh, it's, how rank, many of them ever talk? Rank one gaming yeah. awards, excuse me. Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many of, of them, like, even know about something like this? This is, the, yeah. especially the fact that a player did that. Just yeah. a player did that. It just a like a just a person within the community said there is a problem here. Let me talk to a lawyer to figure out how to make this easier. Is anybody yeah. else doing that shit? Like probably not. <laughs> probably not. I think that it's uh that's we need more shit like that. We need more people thinking on that level. More mm -hmm. people willing to reinvest and make their own contribution to the community like that. Uh I'm not saying that, like, I'm not saying that you owe it or anything like that, but right. the fact that we probably need more people doing stuff like that. We need more people being active and, and thinking about stuff like that on a macro level because mm -hmm. uh, and like, opportun opportunities are everything, man. They really are. And getting those stories out there, too. It's like, have I seen large uh, gaming outlets mm -hmm. tell that story, tell Sherry's story, tell Ars Lanesh's story? Maybe they have. I haven't. I have I, uh, to I, be fair. To be fair, ones, I haven't e seen him. I've seen I've seen Arsenal Ash on ESPN. ESPN, I think, discussed him a little bit. Uh, wow, I think he had. Hmm. I think he had a brief interview with Kenny Omega during, after Evo Japan after the Evo Japan win, and then after the Evo win, I think he got a, a bigger highlight. But, uh, I mean, that's a, that's so. The, here's the thing, especially with the discussion of you know, rank one 
uh, ecosystem and stuff like that versus fighting games. Right. You have to understand where we kind of stand. We're so small uh, in comparison. Yeah. And there's a, and there's a and there's a lot of reasons why, right? Yeah. Our ecosystem is smaller in comparison. It, it's not as simple as you know, we don't play on PC or or uh, mm-hmm. this reason or that reason. It's it's a, a compound issue, right? There's there's multiple issues at play here. Um, the there's way our games a... are made, right? JP yeah. devs, uh, JP devs. Most of our games are made by JP devs, and JP devs are notoriously in the twenty, you know, post two thousand five six they're not the most woke when it comes to thinking forward and to (laughs) taking risks and to trying new things and innovation uh and that's holding us back in a lot of ways right the net play conversation that's gonna that's just one example of that that's just a a a large example mind you but that's just one case of that you know um i mean that's a that's a deep deep conversation that's that's a 20 minute 30 minute episode all on its own but yeah, of how they've refused to adapt, adapt to that at all in in any way, or listen to any other developers from any other regions who are like, listen, this rollback net code is good. Just check this out, man. I'll, I'll tell you what, Joe. You know, so I watched something recently that really, really like just captured this idea. Mm-hmm. Do you know about Final Fantasy fourteen? Are you a Final Fantasy fan? Uh, I am. I'm actually playing through eight right now. Uh, it was got that re-release, and I was like, what? How- you know what, man? A lot of people, sh- a lot of people shit on that game, but I am that one. I am that knight in shining armor that will defend its honor. I think four discs, four discs. You ain't fucking with four discs, man. Final <laughs> Fantasy, bro. You got a problem with Final Fantasy? You got a problem with me? Fuck off. Four discs. You ain't touching that game, man. Nah, but, I was a fan back. By the way, kind of an aside, but like, mm. have you heard the the theory of like the fan theory of Squall dies? At, at, yeah, Squall That's is dead. Game. That's some game FAQ stuff, man. I can't rock. I can't rock with that. I can't rock. <laughs> I've been. I've approached it this time, being like, "What if that were true?" Just no, I'll, cut I'll that know. shit out, man. Yeah, cut that shit out. It's, it's just fun to think about. Where like I haven't played that game since I played it originally back back in the day when it was like released. But like, man, it, it's been nice going back to that game. I think that even like fifteen got like, man, that game's good. Like. So the reason why I brought Final Fantasy up is because recently I watched a no clip documentary and I maybe yeah. there's some there's maybe some people listening that have watched it already so they know what I'm going to say. If you even if you have zero interest in Final Fantasy or like games like that or anything like that, please go watch this documentary. It's so sick. It's bananas. It's no clip Final Fantasy 14 doc. Yeah, and that's some, a Danny O'Dwyer joint over there. Yep. It's it's incre- it's a really really well done documentary. I uh, something that yoshi p talks about in that documentary right and he's talking about square enix around the the late 2000s early 2010s right where starting to again focus and uh, make final fantasy 14 he talks a lot about the business culture within that developer right we're in an era where the jp devs in general have definitely declined in influence right mm-hmm. square i think is only really starting to make a strong comeback capcom in general has done really well Right, Monster Hunter, yeah. DMC. They they have they have hits. Re two man, like they they've got they've had hits, but there was definitely a a gulf for a while where it seemed like they were kind of lost. Right. Yeah. Um. Something that Yoshi P talked about was the way the dev culture and the business culture and the mindset poisoned their ability to make a good game because he mentioned you know first of all early success being a poison in that it led to complacency. And how from that complacency, 
nobody's nobody had their ear to the ground. Nobody's looking around at what other people are doing in the same field. Can you imagine releasing an MMO that in 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 2012 and you don't and you don't know anything about WoW? That's your main competitor. How can you not know that? It's an incredible documentary, and he breaks down a lot of a lot of reasons why uh, Square struggled at that time. But I think a lot of those the things that he talks about, you could probably copy and paste that, and it relates to all the other JP devs too. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's been a hard learning experience for them in the past, like let's say eight ish years, or however long it's been. Where they've been resting on their laurels for years. Uh, And I think they're just coming around to it now. And with with fighting games, you know, a lot of that, I think, holds back the scene. It it does. That's a lot of that complacency and not willing to innovate, not willing to try new things, not willing to keep your ear to the ground, not willing to, you know, shoot for the moon and try to integrate some of these... uh, some ideas into the game that people have been asking for and that other games have that's kind of held us back that what that's definitely something that limits our ecosystem mm-hmm. um if you will and then sh- i mean we talk about the pc stuff i mean I, the devs are, are kind of responsible for that too right if the pc ports were a little bit better uh, if they if they were able to address some issues that we would naturally have with that now i'm not saying we'll ever hit the the level where you know open bracket tournament on PC. I mean, that's a, that's a logistics nightmare. But to be fair, Joe, right. to be fair, I just, in Japan, they've been running Tekken tournaments on PC for the past two, three years. Yeah, that part's fascinating. Like, having, hmm. Not without its hiccups, mind you. Not without its hiccups, but right. it's, it stays on schedule and they run it, you know? Well, it's, because, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's not It's not a logistics nightmare. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Uh, but a major issue there is like hardware support, right? Obviously, yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I, I mean, that's going to be the, the main takeaway, right? Remember when Wednesday Night Fights had the Alienware partnership and they had that computer and they would play like one match an hour because everybody would get their, you know, they couldn't get their sticks to work, right? Yeah. Hold on. Let me update the drivers here. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, not, I, there's inherent issues with that. My point is the devs aren't doing enough. I just like end sentence the devs aren't doing enough they're not mm-hmm. they're not doing what they need to do to put the games in a, in position to be able to develop better so a lot of that falls on the shoulders of the community right, right. we have to yeah. be able to it's like, one thing one reason why i think if you look at uh, if you look at what a lot of uh us are a lot a lot of heads at at the top we're talking about dude we got to be making more content we need more people streaming we need more people cutting youtube videos we need more people talking about our games we need more people presenting our players we need more people to take you know to see value in our in our in our events at the local and regional level uh to to talk about we have to put ourselves out there a lot more uh to make up for that let me let me stop you just for a second kind of go on an aside here because i think i actually think because uh, I'm, I'm of two minds here because I agree with you. People do need to make like a go do stuff, make stuff for the community. I agree with that hundred percent. But I also think that currently there are a lot of people who are doing stuff. Oh, you're like, not wrong. You're not wrong. Like I, I, I don't want to, like, I want to, I want to agree with you, but I also don't want to ignore the, like the hundreds, maybe thousands of people who are currently doing work, but also not getting the light shown on their work to be like, look at this. This is good. People should look at this because there's, it's out there. Like you could search like 
Falk tutorial, and I'm sure there's a Falk tutorial. Someone has made it, but like, how many views does it have? Like, is it easily find? Like, are we giving credit to those players? Like, I don't. Well, that's a that's a big know. difference between our community and let's say you know Smash, right? If you mm. look at Smash Brothers stuff, man, their community digests stuff that's put out, yeah, right? And then and then they promote it too. Is the crazy thing? Shit does People, numbers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So naturally, if you're a company and you invest, you're like, okay, man, I guess I want to talk about this Street Fighter player. If it does half or like less than half the numbers of what you would get talking about, you know, this random Smash player, I mean, how incentivized are you going to be to do that again? You have to think about it from that perspective, too. Mm -hmm. So like you as a viewer, you as a, I mean, a digital media consumer, essentially, you have to think about stuff like that. Do what you can to support the kind of content that you like, because... And and that and that means more than just liking it, right? Talk about it, yeah. uh, you know. Any you could do anything, but we have to do a better job of some. I no, I I, ho I wholeheartedly agree with you. There's some people right now that are killing it, man. Um, I I haven't talked so much about my work with Liquid, but part of that is I look at numbers a lot. Uh, there are some people in our scene that are killing it with content right now. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not even close. Like, and, and I'm not even talking about just like people at the top top, right? Even the mid level people. Uh. I like Brian F stream. His his stream has grown tremendously. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, if you're talking about Street Fighter, who else? Uh, man, off the top of my head, Street Fighter. I'd say Brian F is doing really well. Hook, Hook. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Hook stream is, really took off. Really. I mean, there's there's like at least six seven examples of just people on just on Twitch alone that are just killing it right now. Yeah, the, 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 like that's just Twitch, and that's not like YouTube. YouTube that's gets weird. Yeah, that's one platform. Yeah. Or even like you, you talk. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, like, yeah, just agreeing with you. Like, yeah, even YouTube, YouTube gets a little bit weirder because it's a lot more open ended. Uh, and maybe you have to go out of your way to find people a little bit more, I think. Right. It depends yeah, on the algorithm. Get, or something like that. Yeah. You got to fight the algorithm. You can't really make that much money on it anymore, which is another issue. Like you could look at Born Free in his interviews and he's been very open about it where he's like, these don't make money anymore. I need to go to Twitch to have this be financially supported. And it's like, hmm. I get it. There's there's a there's that whole other side of the grind of like, is this worth it? Like you look at Core A Gaming, right? Huge channel. Is that where the money comes in, or does it come in from the Patreon to make that stuff actually work? I, I don't know. I would. Uh, yeah, I mean the the answers are it, it's different per person, right? Yeah. But and per channel. But that's also another issue that you have to consider for sure. But that's also, you know, the value of diversifying bonds too, right? Like that, right? Uh, being able to push media on multiple fronts instead of putting all your eggs in a single basket, you know, mm -hmm. that's and and that, that that's there, there's value in that. That's a, a good strategy moving forward. All right, but anyway, I mean, yo, man, we look, we just we just went like freestyle, just talk shit for like forty minutes, man. Yeah, just like I, I gotta ask, get like I gotta get back on track. Like, we yeah, had, look, man, there was a track you, here. You got me on here. You got me on here. Don't just have me just shooting off in random directions. No, 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 that's because you did say something earlier. Speaking of players putting effort in their community, I want to talk about Momochi because like that's a that's a dude who actually created a like saw a need, a basic need of where players go to play. Let me have let me yeah, have my got, dojo. Let me have yeah. this, um, and then work in that angle and putting effort into that, building players up. That's an incredible piece of work. That 
I don't necessarily know if it gets a lot of coverage over here. I don't know if there's a lot of people stateside that know the effort that has gone into that. And talk from your side of things, what's what's that been like? Uh, in my in my opinion, I think. Now I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with this, right? So I hate Makoto. I hate her. <laughs> okay. Omochi won SBO with Makoto, right? <laughs> so it takes a lot for me to 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 praise a Makoto player. You understand? It takes okay. a lot. <laughs> but Momochi for sure is one of the players, especially, I mean, late Street Fighter 4 era in the Street Fighter 5. He is doing an insane... I mean, first of all, he has really, really strong reach. But the stuff he is doing for the community out here is highly valuable uh that is a leader you have to understand i think you know off the top of my head him bonchan and mago they yeah they run events they they, they run events bus is fucking yeah. incredible i wish that yeah. i could like i i wish it was easier for me to look at the stuff that that he's been doing with that fight bus because that shit is awesome but with the yeah with his, with, his, with his tour yeah, yeah. you know that that's a, that's another example of just bringing the game to the people and bring, making themselves more accessible to the community, right? Because, yeah. you know, as a player, man, sometimes I can't say that if you get to if you play a first of one or first of two with somebody that you're going to get a lot better or something like that, right? True. But sometimes that contact experience is huge for have like opening that third eye. Like, oh, man, the way I've been thinking about this game is completely wrong. I need to be looking at this. I need to be paying attention to this. Sometimes contact experience with a top player or somebody that's very prominent like that, uh, they have those moments, right? Hmm. Momochi, Mago, and Bonchan not only do a lot to make themselves accessible and be able to create environments where people can come out and play, but they're also promoting opportunities for that where somebody maybe who's who's trying to play they're trying to develop right mm -hmm. having the ability to sit down and play a set with bon Chan, right you might not have a lot of strong in-game takeaways or anything like that at least not the first time but then you'll be by playing against his style right a player might have that moment where they're like man the way i've been thinking about playing this game is completely wrong i have to change hmm. uh, i can i can think about myself you know as a player i i've definitely had moments where I played someone and it was like a catalyst. The defeat was so profound that I had to look so deeply inward and say, the way I think about this is completely wrong. Oh, and yeah. from I... that, and from that, it forced an evolution in the way I think and the way I play. Definitely gotten my ass handed me a couple of times where it's like, why can't I, why does it seem like every time I try to move forward, I get hit. There's fucking reason. I'm yeah, the one so that's wrong. There's, yeah. So there's types of losses, right? There's like the, there's just the abyss where you just, you just lost and you're not even yourself anymore. You know, you're, you're, you're listening to my chemical romance and you know, there's razor blades on your arm, you know, like all kinds of stuff. Right. But then there's also the losses where as a result, you see something that you could not see before, mm -hmm. you know, that there, I think players I've had that experience. I, I know other people have had experiences like that. I don't think that, the, that that's that strange, you know, mm -hmm. Momochi, I would say Momochi Mago and 
Bonchan specifically are doing a lot of really good work out here. And the, and, it, and it is unfortunate that a lot of the stuff that happens out here kind of gets glossed over or at least now I think it's it's a little bit more out there because thanks to people like FGC translated right doing yeah. cuz I'll tell you what man I've done some I've done some subbing and YouTube videos and having the sub for stuff like that. Y'all don't know, man. That stuff is work. It's hard. Oh yeah, definitely. It's, like it's, Doc Fugu, FGC Translated, doing yeah, for sure. so much work the, just to get that Doc, information out there. Doc, Hi Fight, Giuna, uh, yeah. people, people who put stuff out there for y'all, please give that stuff a look because a lot of it is very worthwhile. And I think it's interesting. It's cool to read. I think for the Western audience because we can read and see what people are doing out here and get a sense for maybe what we could be doing in the West, right? Yeah. To kind of promote our communities, to be able to grow and develop them, right? Why don't we have more top players sitting down saying, hey, if you want to learn how to play this game, I'll sit down and teach you for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Although we do have services, right? We do have service like, you know, whatever, like cross counter, whatever training, stuff like that. But I, I, I feel like we we need more, you know? Yeah, like you that, be right there. Or like you look at something like Justin, where Justin goes to various locals. I yeah, think that's so, hugely valuable to, that's an to everybody. That's an example. It's a very similar example to what like Bon Chan is doing or like James Chen doing um, uh, local coverage. What's, what does he call that? Where he like commentates over a local. Oh, locals around the world or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. That's it. Yeah, some, that spotlight is, is a big deal, right? Even, make, and, and the thing is, think about how happy that makes some people feel too. Oh, yeah. Like, it's affirming. In, yeah, for some Latin, ways. for some Latin American communities, you know, like they they get zero exposure. They have no platform to be able oh, to yeah. show off their stuff and show off their talent. For at least for a moment in time, having for how the talented world they are there. too. There's so many yeah. strong players in Latam that like just where is the coverage of that? Yeah, Latam, Africa, the Middle East. Uh, yeah, I mean, Africa it's, has good scenes too. That's crazy. It's all so, over the place. Stuff like that that gives them a spotlight, even for a moment in time, I think is is pretty valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Bonchan and Mago in particular, though, are very active here. They do a lot for the community, not just in terms of running locals and running events where players can come out, play, train, get that 1v1 access to top player talent uh, and improve. But then they're also packaging in that. Gener- generally, they're, they're, they're doing it in a way that's that's visible. And that's important for JP public, the not the non gamers, right? The boomers and stuff. Hmm. It's important for them to see that because their natural image of what it means to be someone who plays games like that, they're going to naturally have a different image. But when you see the stuff that Momoshi is doing, you see the stuff that Bonchan is doing, that's professional, <laughs> you know, like that's, they're, that, 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 that's work, dude. That's work. It's funny that you would phrase it of what Momochi does is professional, where the government might not agree with you on that, which is an interesting aside because he just had a run in with the the Jesse licensing the the Japan first ranking gaming. <laughs> Look, uh, man. I'm so trying to is, do the replacement in my head without saying the the word. Japan rank one sports union. You got it. Yeah. Uh, so the thing is this: I that a lot of pre the precursors to the, to what happened this this past month. Uh, there are a lot of precursors to that that happened what either two years ago mm-hmm. or at Evo Japan this year, and of course at TGS, right? 
the thing is jp law in particular is a completely different beast man it's i mean this this country so to contrast it with like america right mm -hmm. america typically our young people are actually have a pretty strong passionate interest in politics right they especially you know modern times man like but even even you know for for as long as i can remember young people typically are more active in politics they pay attention to topics or at least they think or at least they think they do right or whatever uh japan is not that way at all this is an old man's country specific and my my language it's an old man's country specifically uh hmm. It's an interesting look. I, uh, yeah, because it's not something I'm not really that well versed in Japanese politics at all. Well, I mean, well, I mean, who is right? I'm not versed in, in Japanese <laughs> politics, right? But if you live here, you 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 understand. Okay. Uh, seniority typically wins out in a lot of situations in Japan, hmm. and that has reflections in a lot of industries and in a lot of jobs, right? So, for example, something that happens with a lot of businesses is they have employees who get trained go work overseas for a couple years and then come back but the problem is when they come back you know they're seniors who are doing less work than them uh are less skilled than them at that point are getting paid more than them and then they're getting shit on hmm. uh jp bureaucracy is it's hard man like their, their work culture is is so overly bureaucratic in my opinion and kind of there's a lot of hmm, negative nuances and things thing, yeah it's it's tough no I, and, I think that makes sense that i i have heard that 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 is an issue of the the bureaucratic method and like the formation of committees to salt, resolve issues is somewhat hindering to the forward progress of japan as a culture yeah and, and but the thing is it's it's that way but it, it's scaled to every level yeah you know you go to the post office, there's some guy sitting in the back just shuffling papers for 45 minutes at the end of the day because he can't go home before his boss goes home, but he has nothing to do. Why is he staying there? 45 mm. minutes just literally just trying to look busy. It, it's it, it's when you live here for an extended period of time, you get a sense for how that culture is and you get a sense for uh, things like that. And when you see now, when you fast forward, right, to the, what's going on with, Je with Jesu and Momochi, and to clarify, you know, before TGS, people knew this was going to happen if he won. This wasn't a surprise for a lot of people. Yeah, like this has already happened. It, it's literally already happened this year. It happened le legit earlier this year, right? Yeah. Where there was another situation where we had to ask ourselves about that. And I, the, the thing is, when it happened, of course, the conversation is going to come up. And what I, my my the most interesting thing to me about what's what's kind of come out of the conversation so far is... You know, when Daigo did a stream where he talked a little bit about it, he he said something. That, that's the thing, Joe. With the way this stuff is, I'm telling you, after TGS, I, I spent three or four days in my room just reading articles on this shit. Mm -hmm. I was And I was just so intrigued by how whack it is. You know, yeah, like, like, I'm... How did we even get here? It's so magnanimously just, like, awful and just mundane and whack that it's somehow interesting. <laughs> that's how it's kind of how this works. Uh so I'm I'm reading and I all, all this stuff and something that Daigo said on the stream kind of caught my attention. The thing is, on both sides there are very reasonable concerns and reasonable people. Uh, there's I can't say that anyone's being terribly unreasonable with this. Hmm. But Daigo said something cool about Momochi and I I told you man it's hard to get me on the side of a, of a Makoto player. I just naturally just <laughs> disagree. 
I'm talking about I'm talking about third strike Makoto too. Like I I can't co-sign. Can't co-sign. Oh yeah, that that character's a fucking problem. Listen, as someone so, who likes to play Q, fuck that matchup. Fuck Makoto. I'm on I'm on your side. Our life. So, fuck go fuck yourself. Now something that he said was something that he said was although, you know, he actually he thinks Momochi's fight is pretty cool. And he says that it's something reminiscent of an old school player who's willing to endure harm to themselves just to make a point. And yeah, I, it's, I, it's honorable. It's honorable in that way. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sh- sure how much pull that has, but it's cool. That, it's cool that he's he's sticking to his guns, man. And uh, and the thing is, when you go back and you read his concerns, they're not unreasonable. They're not unreasonable. Mm-hmm. And the but on the other side, the stuff that you know something Daigo said was, you know that. Jesu hasn't done anything inherently wrong yet, and it's kind of difficult to t- for to listen to this conversation. I guess if you don't have proper context, uh, Joe, is it, you cool? Is it cool if I show the video I made? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do. Yeah, I'll I'll include the link in the uh, in the show notes as well. Yeah, if you want a clearer picture of, of what I'm talking about, I'm not. I didn't explain it the best, I guess, but I I tried my best. It's a, it's really hard to wrap your head around well, this yeah, entire. Yeah, because there's there's so many angles to it, which I thought was really impressive when I watched that video. It's like it's. Is it like an hour long? Isn't it like close to? No, it's like twenty-seven minutes. Oh, but... okay, all right, yeah, like a half hour long, of but like the, let's the look at all, all the shit. Yeah, the problem is you can't talk about a little bit of it without proper context for the rest of it. Yeah. It's, and it's so many moving parts. It's kind of a tough conversation to wrap your head around. But I brought some resources to to the table, and I try to con- consolidate some information across multiple articles and stuff that's been published. Uh, mm-hmm. If you want to check it out, check out the Anime Illuminati YouTube in the link at the bottom. Uh, I talked about it maybe a couple days after reading some of those articles, and it's a lot, man. But it'll give you, I think, a little bit better, better perspective on trying to contextualize and understand what's going on out here. Yeah. And the cool, and, and the thing with me was, especially reading all that stuff, is it gave me a completely new context for uh, understanding why Japan is kind of so behind in terms of its event infrastructure uh, compared to maybe other places, right? You have lots of cool events here, lots of really, you know, really awesome events. Like Matsuda's, I mean, all of these events are awesome. Oh, yeah. But in terms Speaking of being of able third to... strike, yeah, hell yeah. And yeah, exactly. So in, ter- in terms of, of a fun and competitor experience, it's, it's great. But in terms of their ability to monetize and to develop and to grow into a bigger stage and in terms to get forward projection like that there's so much inherently in place to just impede all that progress so Mm. now i'm thinking back like man for the past 15 years they've been dealing with this shit you know like all this stuff uh you know it's it's rough man it's it's i don't i don't know it could be easy from the outside to see see that and say yo like fuck off with this jesu stuff but at the same time, there's like that whole history perspective of like, how did we even get here? Like learning the history of something, I think, is always a a worthwhile thing to do when you want to understand something. Um, and I think that that was covered in your video pretty well. Uh, of course, there's, there's more to it and the conversation can continue for until I guess it's like, quote unquote, resolved. Because I don't I don't know if it will be be result or i think we're like almost on the brink of resolution at least went in terms of fighting games like perhaps i think there's there's avenues here where things can 
be better for at least our community, which does not affect other esports communities at all in Japan. Because like it, this is all encompassing. This is not just fighting games. It affects like yeah, that's true. Like like everything else there too. Like there's the story of the the mobile game competition where that high, that college kid won I, I think forget, middle school middle school was he middle school oh fuck yeah. but like the the prize was enormous but he yeah, could 50K. take it it's like 50k or something like that and he just he couldn't get any of it he couldn't get you know? any money not even the it, there's not, people there's people who are signed pros for that game they're college students they're sitting down playing this middle school kid literally just twerks on all their foreheads just like please stop trying to play this game i know how to play this is my game Awesome juice box shit. Awesome juice box shit. This is my game. And he couldn't get any of the prize money. You know, that's uh yeah. it gives you it recontextualizes and it reemphasizes just kind of what you're fighting against here. Similar to us, right? On the West with our visa situation. Yeah. Right? Although on a higher level, right? On an exponentially more difficult level because it's JP Law. And maybe we don't have so many. That's tough, man. You got to find allies in, in in JP Law. I that's certainly not my area of expertise. Uh, I don't know how you, you fight against that, and, but that's also kind of a point I think of the union, right? Mm-hmm. They're probably they're a lot of the guys that make up that that group are very well connected and have very high status. Yeah, uh, that's the, I've heard varying reports of like the people who are on that committee are like on one side some people saying that they're not at all in touch with the fighting community but also other people saying that maybe some of them are that part got a little fuzzy on my end i think they do have at least a couple people who are certainly more visible and more communicative now than before okay uh for example there there's there, there's definitely there's definitely at least one that uh, that gets brought up in a lot of conversations now but mm-hmm. So the thing is this. Uh, l- let me bring it back to, to what Daigo said for a minute. Okay. Um, Momochi, if you read about his points, they're they're very reasonable. But something that Daigo says too is, Jesu hasn't, and Capcom even he says have not done anything inherently wrong yet. So he said he would feel bad if we led this crusade and stopped what they were doing when they didn't even actually do anything wrong yet. At least mm-hmm. try to you know try. He's his words are more encouraging to try to give him a chance. You know, before we get there, which I also think is reasonable, is the thing. Um, something that you have to understand about Japan is this place is naturally weak, in, and its businesses are like this. Naturally weak in transparency and communication, right? Those two words. Hmm. It, when you get off at Shinjuku Station, I don't care who you are. Dude, there's just information everywhere, but none of it is, like, accessible. <laughs> <laughs> Even when you could, the worst is when you could. So at first, I was like, when I couldn't read or understand what anything said, I was like, you know what? Maybe it's just obviously it's just me. I'm just a dumb foreigner, you know. Of course, I'm not gonna know what's going on here. Fair. But then, but then years later, I'm like, actually, I could kind of read this shit. There's still no information. I'm still confused. <laughs> and then you ask somebody, you ask a native, you're like, hey man, do you know what's going on here? Like, where, where if I want to go here, where do I go? Oh, I don't know. I'm like, what the hell? If you don't know, how the hell am I supposed to know? <laughs> Yeah, it is kind of, yeah, getting around is somewhat confusing, made easier by, you, you have to look outside of what is in front of you. Obviously, yes, yes. Hyperdia, the, I think, is good to get around, but that's a side the, story. My point being, information here is, is really weird. Yeah. Uh, information here typically is not so accessible, 
uh, and transparency for companies is also, they're not big on that here. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, a couple of years ago when the Jester thing first got started and when they it came under a lot of criticism, those two concepts were something that they could have, they could have worked on that and they could have avoided, I think, a lot of this, you know, but it's just tough for J- for JP companies to be down with that, with mm-hmm. excessive, with, with just communicating and being transparent. It's uh, not what it's, they're just not good at it, man. It's, uh, and I don't, I don't know if that'll, that'll ever change. Maybe yeah, it will. That, that is like the, we have no power to persuade that i don't i don't know if we do it's it's kind of up to up to them it's on it the impetus to change is on them it's just is there enough pressure from our side of things to enact a change i i don't know i don't know if we have that kind of let maybe momochi does if but i don't know that's compared a, compared to what that union i'm not so sure yeah because I, I mean what my feeling was after after you know doing a lot of reading and digging my feeling was, man, looking at how, how who some of these people are, I'm not sure that if like they made let's say a players union and got a team of lawyers together, I'm not sure that that would have had. I'm not sure that that would have the same level of influence as maybe this group does. Hmm. You know, hmm. I'm not. I'm maybe, but I don't think. So. I don't, maybe not. I don't. I. I. I think it would be tough. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, other than that, I mean, the other things that are going on in in Japan, things that you've seen, we could talk about the SFL in Japan. I have a question, actually, something that I I hadn't thought to ask before. Go on. Is the SFL in Japan carried out week by week or did they did they film it all in one in one go? No, they film it. uh, It's not necessarily week by week but i think the way the format that they've been doing it is teams will go in and play two episodes worth of content okay if that makes sense so i think they're gonna go a few more times the schedule is a little bit uh different right uh oh yeah the schedule is entirely different from how like comparing it's not yet it's it's not a one week it's not a one week recording shot right it's but it's a little bit more consistent and up until now, right, the Street Fighter League's up until now out here. You know, the the Raid Street Fighter League, the the first season, the second season, and now this season, they've always been that way. And it, typically, they their their filming sessions really get hot in the this, on in the October no September, October November time yeah. period, which makes brutal schedules for the players. Man, imagine you got to go to the North American regional, you got to travel overseas Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You leave Monday morning, you get back on Tuesday because of the Dateline. Wednesday you got to play in the Street Fighter League. Thursday, you know, uh, Thursday you got to head to the next place. Oh shit! It, yeah, that is it, brutal yeah. schedule. We were talking about yeah. brutal schedules earlier, but that is that's a nut, and it's at the end of the season too, where you're like yeah. trying to play well, that, the best. That's how it was last year. That's how it was last year, and uh, this year I think should be a little bit better because of the kind of filming schedule that they're using. Hmm. But yeah, man, uh, they've been going in. I think uh, usually one day a week so far, and they'll they'll. Pretty much from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. They go in. They go in early, and they usually get cut about. I'd say I, I think the way it's going to end up is like two episodes worth of content per filming session. 
Right. That's cool. Because uh, that, I mean, obviously it's much easier to get to a central location in Japan than it is in America. We're talking flights versus you ride the Shinkansen and you're there in like a, an hour. Uh, yeah, obviously. And I think that's one reason why the maybe the North American Street Fighter League is kind of so underwhelming in terms of scope, right? Yeah. Just because of the resources that it would take to produce something maybe that complete or uh that like on par with that yeah. probably in america they probably needed a budget that maybe they didn't get i don't know right we don't work for capcom we don't know right. but uh, i would imagine it would be a lot more difficult for an american uh company to set something up like that which yeah. probably resulted in them having to augment the way that the league is to try to do it this way unfortunately it works out i mean what do you think about street fighter legion can i well, ask you well I think that people should also go watch your video of the explanation of how the Street Fighter League works in Japan because it is set up entirely differently. Like yes. it would be, it would be entirely impossible for the U.S. to get a variety of teams to play against each other to even like get in a spot at the end. I think that you hit something hard there that is I don't think that they had the budget to do something of the scope that is comparable to Japan. But at the same time, are they giving a short shrift to the people in the U.S. where the only payout at the end is when the U.S. plays against Japan? I think so. But at the same time, do I see any players from the u.s who have won the because it's already done uh have i seen those players complaining that they can't beat the players from japan no they're gonna work hard and they're gonna try to win obviously so like I'm not trying to like say that it's an impossibility i'm just saying that you know it's different it's a different situation for us i don't know it's it's a fucking they, mess man yeah it's i a mean fucking it's, mess it's over here those are those are questions that you know Capcom has to answer, right? Like all, but they will like never said, do it. They'll never do it, though. That's the thing is that yeah. there's never going to be an explanation to this. There's never going to be a, hey, we looked at what the feedback from last year, and here's the same thing again this year. Enjoy, please. Uh, no, there's it's not at all this because that's the other bullshit that happened that that I didn't realize at the time is that the season one, they did the whole season one for SFL in the U.S., and then those players got nothing except for exposure of we ran this tournament. But, like, what is, who is the tournament even for? To follow the tournament itself is, like... Uh, you mentioned something at the start of this that, like, when you said it, it made sense to me of, like, we're kind of fucked as a community of being able to follow any of the shit that's going on because there's so many roadmaps. There's there there's one road, but then we're like overlaying like a dozen different roadmaps of, well, here's the Tekken World Tour. Here's how you get into that. Here's the... Here's the SFL, which is a different competition from the CPT, yeah. uh, which is a different from any just big tournament that wants to run that isn't on the CPT that you should probably also follow because they're really good tournaments and people are going to them anyway. And there's, oh man, it's, how do you like, how do you follow all this stuff it is becoming an actual issue, but it, it takes effort to be, well, and the thing is it takes effort to be plugged in. I yeah. mean, I'll, t I'll tell you. 
I the thing is, I, I'm not even a Street Fighter Five player like that. But obviously, because of my job, right? And for those that don't know, I I am uh I manage the fighting game players for Team Liquid. That's a lot of what I'm referring to right now. Uh, I have to keep up with that stuff. You know, that's part of the responsibility that you have as a manager. Yeah, to uh, be plugged in takes effort. If 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 only for their schedules, you know, like that's, and I'm telling <laughs> you, man, it it, it gets rough. Yeah, but I, like, I I'm almost not surprised when it's like you see top players being like, oh shit, it's the week before. I need to register for this event because it wasn't even on my radar because like a number, there's so many things going. You're all in, you're competing, you're trying to become a better player. And then it's that and everything. Oh fuck. Yeah. Evo's next week. Let me just do it. And you know, it's, it's fucking wild, man. I don't blame anyone for signing up late to anything. Let's just put it that way. I'll, I'll judge you a little bit because you got that late registration shit. But at the same time, I'm not surprised how often it happens because it's hard to stay in touch with all this stuff. And there's also not like no really one place to go to get all of the information. Um, but that's a whole other that's a whole other story. I would say the resources in Japan, I think, are better overall. Like a Kakuge checker is really good with having they have like a calendar, an event calendar, essentially, that's really detailed. Uh, hmm. It's really obviously honestly i use it quite often just because like man i gotta keep track of like you know who's going to what event what weekend who still needs registration who still need flight wi-fi you know whether whatever you know? is there an english translation of that unfortunately no <laughs> i was i was like oh hmm, hmm, i could i could get good utility out of that but mm, but right. it is it is very useful yeah Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, because also like you have to work out travel. Not all the events are in Japan. You have to get flights out, and mm, I don't know. That's that all sounds like a nightmare. But I don't know. Uh, but to get back to your question though, what? How do I feel about the SFL? Is similar to how I feel about the SFL is similar to the discussion we had earlier about. JP devs not willing to uh, change because I think that this is a program that is the wheels are already turning so much so that no one has stepped back from this and decided let's change something here. Let's make this like, who is this for? What is this for? It's more so like we are the wheels in Japan have already spun. So let's just spin him on the U S let's see what happens. And then that was it. And now we yeah. have what we have. And I don't think, it, I think that it's great for the players who are involved. It's a good product for them. Yeah, sure. For sure. For sure. I don't, I, I think it's really easy for people to kind of misconstrue sometimes. I noticed that this happened a lot, like yeah. towards the end of street fighter four and in the street fighter five, where if you're critical of Capcom, you get, po you know, you're a hater or whatever. Right. Um, my, the thing that I, I think need, I, people need to realize is that for most of us, dude, we wouldn't be here without Capcom. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm a fucking fan. That's the that's the worst part is having to come to terms with some of this stuff, right? Like, uh, or just like how to be critical of a thing without, because you know the internet's just so hyperbolic, man. It's it's hard to get a nuanced opinion out and consumed by people who just want to be angry. Because uh, it's easy to just want to be angry by all this stuff, like even how the games are developed and and what is in them. Like, sure, yeah, just, you're not know. wrong. You're not wrong. I don't know. It, it 
and is that nuance being what developers are seeing or are they just seeing the wave of hatred and then saying like oh well obviously we can't do any of this stuff because we'll just we'll be hit with this this slap back from the community when it's really just it's more nuanced than that and I feel like nuanced opinions are nuanced opinions are tough to get out because they're not popular maybe it's, so it's not gonna you're not gonna hit someone with a nuanced opinion it's gonna get like thousands of retweets right it's just not gonna happen it's just not how people are so that yeah the, you don't you don't get, get the same you. level of validation i guess right well not even just validation but like the the spread of information right i think the spread of information is is important and there's no really like one place for people to go to find anything and then like people who just follow the scene casually they're only gonna see those hot takes that get that 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 mass appeal of that hot anger right you're only like i still have people coming to our street fighter being like does this game is it as bad as it was on release i have no idea because that's that their only opinion of the game is what was shouted from the rooftops at the at launch i still see that stuff do I want those players to come into the community and, and try it out and, and become and and try to get an understanding of what is good about fighting games? Absolutely. I do, but there's a hurdle there already because what was said years ago and the, the popular opinions of, of that negativity have been like clutched onto by, uh, I don't know. I'm getting, I'm getting lost in the weeds here. I'm just, I'm just angry. Just angry. I don't know. I, don't, I guess that's, and so that's my opinion on the SFL. <laughs> it's it's really easy to get frustrated. It really is, because uh, especially with this and the way this kind of feels too, right? Is you know the there's it's season two. We're still doing the band thing. Uh, even even we're still it, doing it. It's oh, it's nuts, man. I can't. And even and what I and what I found out actually is that the JP version is actually a different band rule. Uh, the the North American version you can't ban the band the, make the same band twice right right when you when you play uh the, or like when you play them the second time you have to change your band right correct the JP version I don't think has that rule nope it's just straight up just the it's the season one North American rule and even that when it was announced you know was definitely criticized yeah because uh, no one wants to see that like here's here was my old thing the whole thing about the bands the band system is it confuses who this product is for because if you think okay if this if i'm trying to show the sfl to be consumed by people who are already invested in fighting games it cuts those people off because you're already not going to see top level play which is what what, what people want to see so then you think, okay, maybe this is like a storytelling adaptation thing for people who are like maybe brand new or maybe they can't, this is their first introduction to, to fighting games. But then like the production of the whole event doesn't seem to be geared towards them at all. So it's like who I, I continually ask myself, who is this for? And maybe it's just this like huge masturbatory product from Capcom itself being like, fuck, we have a league. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure either, man, to be honest with you, but the way it feels to me, and I, yeah, I talked about this one in the video, but like, it feels like they, they want to develop that and they want to contribute a lot to that. And 
that's i i think where they want to go in the future that's just how it feels to me yeah, just and, body body language and posture yeah uh, and they have college leagues now and and that's all good there's probably some some lower level leagues that they're probably going to get into as well in the next couple of years like uh gosh i wish you, could, you know what ne- and never mind I, I could get into the weeds in that and talk about like I, I wish I could remember the name. I think it's like Super League something, which is like this new. You know what? I don't have the information in front of me, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pretend like I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Oh, you're talking about that recent announcement? Was it recent? Um, the. It was like anyway. A, yeah. yeah. But, I, th- I, but I, I saw a university program that they that they announced recently. Yeah, no, I'm not talking that about a university program. I'm talking about like a whole other league that has like in the u.s at least that has uh connections to like cinemark theaters which would provide a local space for people to play in a in a league like that but anyway that's besides the point we're in the weeds now we're getting to the end of the show uh (laughs) we need to we need to wrap up we're getting a little long in the tooth but i I do want to give you another opportunity is there anything else that's going on that you want to push people towards or something you wanted to say before we we uh, pull the blinds on this episode um no with me man it's just about man just keep just whatever game you want to play man just keep playing just keep 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 playing keep trying to get better and then try to produce stuff or just support your the people that you think make really cool stuff yeah i uh, that passion i think for for fighting games you know uh for, for us moving forward a lot of it is going to fall on the backs of the people that play and the community mm-hmm. uh we have to we have to build ourselves up we have to invest in our own community right because nobody else i mean you can keep waiting around for you know this this magic uh you know you know this being from the sky to just like descend and just oh yeah we're we're quote unquote uh rank one now or whatever you know but i, I don't think that's how it works for us no i think we have to build up our ourselves from the ground up in particular I don't think it's going to do a lot for us to expect things to come down from, you know, trickle down, you know, it starts at the top and then maybe uh, it it reaches your local. I don't, the more I, the more I've I've paid attention and the more I've, she's not real. That shit is not real. Yeah. I think if you feel a certain way, if you think that your community should stand for certain values or stand for a a certain idea, you have to take that to your local. You got to take that to uh, your regional you have to let's work on our community from the ground up mm-hmm. we've like it's, we've somehow lost sight of all that it's it's weird because the developers and all that stuff they've given a platform that is raised above the ground level like they're starting somewhere mid and then people assume that that will reach them down below or it's no, we can't be focusing on that upper echelon. It has to be at ground level, support the people that are playing the game. Full stop. Yeah. At least for me. Uh, No issues here. That's, I mean, that's what we're looking at. That's what you have to do. If you want to see this stuff, uh, get bigger or, uh, you want to see this stuff really get to a, to, to a higher level, I think mm-hmm. it's going to be on us at the ground level. We have to, you have to, you have to take that to, you have to, you have to be a part of that change. You have to take that to your local. You have to take that to your regional. You have to take that to, you know? All right, man. Uh, well, before I let you go, 
Uh, by the way, great message. I love what you had to say. This has been a great episode, but I can't let you go without asking you a line of two questions uh, that I think can tell a lot about a person in the way that they answer it. Uh, and it's a two-parter. First part of the question is, what is your favorite normal attack in any fighting game? Oh, God, I hate this question because I've loved so many. I like It's too hard to pick one. You can I, give, give us an idea of what, what, you're, what you look for. I really like there's so like there's one normal in particular that I can think of. If you want to talk about Street Fighter, uh, it could there's be from one anything. But let's talk. It could Street be from, Fighter, it could be from anything, but I think this this one normal is uh, is is really cool. Okay. Guile, Nash, or Charlie, whoever, crouch medium kick. Huh. Okay. Interesting. Why that? Because why that normal in particular? Because when you play the game and when you play those characters, right, you get it's very easy to get distracted with the boom, with the crouch fierce anti air, with the far anti air, with the back fist. This is maybe the most like the least glorious looking move out of their move list. Yeah. Right. But actually, for ground control and spacing, it is maybe one of the most valuable. Yeah. It's not even not even a high return attack. But just for when you're playing that mid-range game and when you're playing for control like that, that button is insanely powerful. And it doesn't look flashy. It doesn't look flashy. It's not going to stand out to you. It's not insanely high return. But when you watch someone that uses it and uses it really well, it looks sick. It looks so sick. Like, please keep trying to come in. Please keep, tr- please keep trying to advance. Yeah, that's a really that- good point because it's a, it is oft overlooked as something that is important. You're right. People think, and what oh, I, would, I need the sonic boom, I need the flash kick. And what I would say is it ties that character's game together in most of the games that he's in, mm-hmm. that that character is in, right? I can think of like CVS2, I can think of like SF4, even Third Strike, Remy to a degree. True Fighter uh, 2, let's start at the beginning. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, even, oh, oh God, there's, Talon, yeah, there's, like there's his, this. one of his most important buttons, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's one of his most important ones, yeah. So that button, there's a lot of really good honorable mention iron man standing heavy standing heavy punch <laughs> okay iron man standing heavy punch do you know what i'm talking about oh yeah yeah the um you get the the, the, pla- the plasma out there is that what we're talking yeah, about yeah yeah the one where he puts his hands out there and he gets the little orbs yeah, that yeah, one yeah. i like i like that one just because it looks cool that shit just looks cool <laughs> but i'm gonna say i'm an introvert i'm gonna say guile nash charlie crouch medium kick that's a that's a good thoughtful answer. Not one that I would have expected, but uh, I like it. That's a good answer. Uh, and also, it's interesting because it's like it's it's important. It's not cancelable ever. Yeah. You could, it's but it ties that character together. Very smart. It, it's not about the honorable mention. BB <laughs> Hood standing fierce punch. She where she pulls out the Uzi. Yeah. Why is she just? Bro, how could she just? How she, she just it. pull out a gun like that? How could that? It's in the basket, <laughs> man. She she's she's packing heat in that in that picnic basket, my guy. A roundhouse too, man. She the little landmines. That character, man. I I tell you, she is. Uh, there are quite a few characters in. If you man, that that question sucks because there's we so gonna go many down like I, a dark stalkers like oh, yeah. hole right now. What are we talking about? Uh, I, well, I mean, to be honest with you, man, I still think vampire. If you look in Capcom's design log. And mm-hmm. their, their history, the characters in that series are some of the most creative 
and just Im like a deep impression left as a result of some of those designs. They have so much personality that just jumps off the screen. It's yeah, crazy. That's true. Uh, those I don't know what it is about them, man. It, it's the way they move. It's the animation. The way there's characterization in everything they do. Mm -hmm. I I don't want to over fetishize it, but like uh, that that the design team for that game series is they were on some other stuff, man. To be honest with you, they were, <laughs> they were on some next, next level shit right there. Oh yeah, oh, absolutely, man. Yeah, they they were they were definitely hanging out in uh, Vegas for a weekend on some other stuff, but. <laughs> But, yeah, it's but, like, but it's been influential to like other games as well. Like you see a lot of that yeah, stuff carried I mean, over. I mean, dude, a lot. Guilty Gear. Look at Guilty Gear. Some of those characters' designs are just direct shoutouts. I'm thinking like Slayer, right? When you say, "I'm like that." Yep, Slayer. Right Eno, there. Look at look at how Eno moves. You know, yeah. that's when you when you see in other games like exact replications of moves, but for other characters, that's when you know that's, that your game was influential. Exactly. That's oh, that's the actual def That's like that's pure homage, right? Oh yeah. You it, know, it's not actual it, respect. Yeah, hella respect, but. Okay, second part of the question, though. It's a two-parter. We forgot about the second half. Is what is your favorite combo in any fighting game? Oh, combo? I gotta be honest with you, man. A single combo is, again, a really hard question. But I I, I, I have a trend. If you really want to get me moist, what you, <laughs> you gotta have, for me, what I love are really cool-looking loops. So I can give you examples. BB Hood's infinite, okay. you know, or it doesn't even look like it should work, right? She's just dashing and jabbing you in the face the whole time. She's just like flicking a butterfly in your face, but it just it keeps stringing together. It's it's awesome. Uh, Iron Man Infinite, Rom Infinite. Uh, I like loops. There's a lot of different games with them, but I, I gave you a couple examples. Why but the loops in particular? I don't know. They just look cool as shit, man. I don't know. <laughs> if if it's if it's a really cool looking one, I don't know, man. That shit is hype to me. I, I can't like even so third strike, right? I hate you. I hate everything about him. I don't like looking at him. I don't like the people that play him. <laughs> but but when you hit some of those gen aging con con conversion, right, and you're mm. able to, I, it just looks so damn cool, man. It's hey, it's all. Awesome. Hey. Hey, hey. Yeah, exactly. So, and oh man, see, that that's the thing. And that's something that's kind of unfortunate with, uh, I think, the current generation of fighting games with the tr the way the trend has kind of... The way I think is like execution and having hard things to pursue in the game, mm -hmm. That th there's an interesting element to that that's fun. Uh, and obviously a lot of games, you know, kind of taking a step back in that regard, right? Execution is not nearly as prominent as it used to be. Yeah, but you remember Third Strike? Obviously, you know Genagen. We're saying a a a. We're chanting to somebody doing some really hard, like you know, loops. Yeah, it, Street Fighter it, Four. It, we're doing it to Balrog's forward throw. How do we go from doing it to some really hard shit to doing a throw? I want, I want like loops back. I want, I want some hard stuff. You know what? You actually raise a good prompt there because this goes a little bit deeper. Because I feel like the people who are interested in fighting games, the Venn diagram of people who are fighting game players and musicians or people who are like very deep into music, who are like musically talented people, is that is a big overlap in the circle. 
I feel like there's something to it to say that when you have loops, you have a repetitive, uh, there's a rhythm to it. There's rhythmic elements to a loop, right? It forces that me that mental metronome, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah, it puts, it places that combo in your brain in a way that is separate from, it, it is almost separate from like what you are seeing on screen, right? It is, you'll tie them together visually from what it is, but also that like, if I hear, if I hear the Iron Man Infinite, just the buttons, I'll I'll be like, okay, that's that, or like, uh, or the ROM Infinite, for example. It's like I know what the 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 rhythm of that is, and there aren't very many rhythmic elements to the current games that we have, to be honest. Even with with Marvel Infinite, I can't think of the only. Unfortunately, the only rhythmic element to to Marvel Infinite that comes to mind is the Infinity Web Ball. Web Ball. Web Ball. Reality Stone. Yeah, reality. Yeah, reality. Reality Stone. Web Ball. But I mean, that was taken out of the game. But unfortunately, that's the only thing that comes to mind in terms of of rhythmic elements. And you and you're also unfortunately, man. That was that loop was so whack that it was somehow cool. Yeah, you know, that, that was like a fun, <laughs> was, dumb loop. It, it was so it was so awful that I somehow enjoyed it. You know, web ball, reality stone, web ball, reality stone. But that's what I remember, right? It, it's it's lodged in my brain now. I never thought about it that way. That, like, that's what stuck with you. It's crazy that that game so much happened around it, and what sticks with like your memory of what the end game is. It could have been so many things, but for me too, when you say that game, the first thing I think about is reality stone. <laughs> because that, that was a very rhythmic element to that game that, I mean, that game has great combos. That game's very fun. Like it, it has combos outside of that, but I don't feel like the combos that were popularized or even like in current Marvel, I'm talking, not even like where, where we're at now, that's been patched out of the game. That's, it's not even, you can't even do it. But even now, there aren't really rhythmic combos in that. It is, huh, that is a weird thing to think about, that there really aren't that many. And maybe I, maybe I should go on a deep dive on this, because now I'm thinking about like rhythmic combos in current fighting games, and I can't really think of any. Well, the thing is now, the games, with the way they're made, you know, they're, usually if something like that comes up, what happens? Usually gets patched. You already answer that. Yeah, you fall out of the loop and... Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Alright. Well that's a that's a good answer to that question. I'm that has got me thinking deeper than anticipated. But And right. and the best part is I can't even explain to you that I can't tell you what's a what's a cool loop. Yeah. I can't explain it. But like, but if you see one, you know. You know? Yeah, like Guile loop. Guile has loops. He has boom loops. But I yeah, can't oh, yeah, that's, that's an example. But I'm not like I'm not tied to it in any way. Huh. Why is it? Hmm. Why is it? I'm not attached to guile loops the way that I am with like, uh, like any gin. And perhaps, perhaps nostalgia does have a factor in that. Perhaps, perhaps. but, but when you know what goes into them, and the guy, I think the guile loops in five aren't that easy, right? That's, no, I'd say, no, no. Or, or even like the... medium. Level. Hmm. I would say medium, medium to advanced level difficulty, right? For five, uh, but mm, I don't, I don't know. It's just not. It just doesn't hit me the same way. Yeah, you know? I mean, we, we've got orb loops too. Like, 
Those I think are a little bit cooler. Those I are tough. Those are tough to do. Not easy. You got to do the releases on them. It's ah oh, well. We'll dive into that maybe at a later date. Anyway, that's a show, folks. Uh, we've been talking for way too long. It's a little bit longer episode, but I think you guys will enjoy it. Uh, before we let you go, though, Majin Obama, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, follow my Twitter, 2D Jazz, or, you know, I stream on Twitch at Majin Obama, twitch.tv slash Majin Obama. Come through, say what's up. All right, That's man. it. All right, and be sure to check out Fighting Tuesdays. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, we've been doing a lot of work on the YouTube, trying to cut, cut a lot more content. And also, player focused stuff too and yeah. even if you're even even if it's not uh street fighter players a lot of these are people that play some other games but they're prominent faces you'll you'll know them yeah they're doing uh, work we're, yeah we're trying to do a we got we got some other stuff on on on, on our plates coming up soon too that uh should be on the lookout for all right man but Good also time. i want to invite man stop just watching the event come on out <laughs> come on out save your goddamn money come out to an event out here let's uh shit Hell yeah. You know, you got co-op cup. You got there's so many events that happen throughout the year out here. Save up your money and come out yourself. Co-op cup would be. I got to make it out to a co-op cup eventually. That's yeah, I mean, just, Judgment Day just happened a couple weeks ago. It's the start yeah. of the year. It's one of the best tournaments there is. But unfortunately, this year it is not start of the year. Oh shit! They changed the date. So, usually up for the past three, two, three years, mm-hmm. uh, something like that. It's been held at a venue on in yeah early in the year in January. This year, unfortunately, it had a schedule schedule change. Okay. So, Matsuda-san usually runs Toshinsai, which is an arcade-based uh, Taito-sponsored event. Right. Which uh, you know they run like Guilty Gear, Blaze Blue, um, all the arcade-based games, KOF, etc. So what he did this year was he said he's going to run Co-op Cup in May alongside that event. Huh. And it works because there's two halls in that venue. One hall they use for Toshinsai, the adjacent hall they can use for another event. They usually just bring in cabinets and run something else. So for this past year, Beat Tribe is traditionally the national championships for Virtua Fighter, right? In Japan. Hmm. So this past year at Toshinsai, he ran Beat Tribe in the adjacent hall. This hmm. upcoming year, they're going to actually run Co-op Cup in that adjacent hall instead. Wow. Okay, uh, I didn't realize they had changed it to May. Interesting. Yeah, and, and and look, to be fair, that's a little that's kind of unfortunate because I liked it being in January actually yeah. because it was in the, that off season right where you know there's no CPT, there's none of the tours are active except for exactly. maybe Dragon Ball. There's really so nothing then every, going on. Exactly. So everybody focuses on that one thing, right? It resets but, the year. Oh, beans. But anyway. now, but now, you know, to touch on what you were saying earlier about the schedule, right? Now it happens in May. You're a month two months deep in the CPT by this point, month in the TWT. It's going to be happening alongside another big event. It loses a little bit of that uh, that magnifying glass that maybe it had before, yeah. right? Which I'm, dis- which I'm disappointed in. But then you have to think about it from the TO perspective. Yeah. Maybe maybe this was the, the, the their best shot at being able to, you know, get a venue at maybe maybe saving some costs on, yeah. on venue, right? You Maybe have to he think can about the logistics of it. It's yeah, not yeah. just from my perspective. I don't really matter as a spectator, really. It's yeah. it, at least in terms of that kind of decision. But all right, man, uh, that's a show. I got to. <laughs> I apologize, man. I'm I'm super scatterbrained. No, I appreciate no, that. That's fun. I just didn't expect to hear this 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 like new information, new topic to to talk about this late in the show. But here we are. Well, I'm happy to do it because I fucking fucking love Club Cup. Uh, but 
Anyway, folks, you can find me at SuperJoeMonday on Twitter.com or at RedSF, or just hop on our Street Fighter to see what's going on. Uh, as always, rate and review them wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget about the tournaments on Mondays and Fridays. And that's going to be an episode, folks. Until next time, take care.